Hello and welcome to the Heat Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hill and I have had uh, two hours sleep. I'd like to get that up front. You don't look like you've Thanks, had Thanks, Kay. You look a dream. Oh, those are the voices of my regular colleagues, Kay Ribeiro, the entertainment editor of Heat magazine, who's also had very little sleep. Welcome. Do I look like I've had little no, sleep? No, you look spiffing. <laughs> Kay's been away to Lake Como in uh, glamorous Switzerland, yeah, near Lake where George Clooney lives. Is Lake that right? Has that got all those Lake details Garda. right? Yeah. Not Como. Yeah. Um, and Steph Seelan is here, uh, executive associate editor. Assist, assistant I, editor. Assistant editor. I'm just going to clear something up. Go on, okay. yeah. Kay went to Lake Garda, for yeah, one. Yeah. And I think she spent some time with George Clooney. Yeah, Did you totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Just me um, and Amal and George. And you, how much sleep have you had? Oh my God, I'm so tired. I've had like... Three hours, actually. We're not just um, people who like to stay up late for the sheer hell of it. We've all been to the BAFTA Television Awards 2017 at London's Royal Festival Hall. Last night, recording this today, Monday, which hopefully will go out tomorrow, Tuesday. (laughs) And we're going to be talking in the opening section at length, well, you know, I mean, within reason, about last night's BAFTAs, who won, what we thought of the winners, what we thought of the losers, who was snubbed, what excitement we had in the heat photo area that you two... Too much excitement. The best... After year oh, ever for the heat photo Straight booth. in there. Straight yeah. in there. We're um, going to be dropping some big names. I'm going to be. I was kissed by Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm just going to throw that out there. Wow. Kay's heard the story I, already. Is she's that why furious. your lips look so pink yeah. now? I'm never because wash they them. are literally. Are they what? Are they chapped? Is that why? Because they're just like. Probably chapped and yeah, because I'm never going to obviously wash them ever again. Never yeah. wash yeah. them. I mean, he kind of kissed me on the cheek. I think rather it wasn't a full on lip lip lock. And what was it like being kissed? It was magical. Um, <laughs> more on that, more on that soon. Uh, I was going to mention um, that the fact that Kay has spoken to the huge star of um, new BBC Two show White Gold, which we'll be re- reviewing, Ed Westwick. We're going to have uh, audio of your uh, interview with him. What was yeah, he like? He was really nice. He was, he was also at the Baftas. He was at the Baftas. Yeah. yeah, shorter than I thought. Shorter, yeah, but still, and he's got a brilliant accent, right? Because in Gossip Girl, he sounded all American. Yeah, um, yeah. Stevenage's finest, Ed Westwood. Oh, yeah. Stevenage, Stevenage legend. Stevenage, a bit like yeah, Lewis Hamilton, Ed oh, Westwood. Here we go. It's a, it's a all high. the greats. One day yeah. we'll do the greatest celebrity from Stevenage is the big question. Well, well, yeah. well, that, was, that, was that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. We're also as well as White Gold, which is the new sitcom from. Well, it's not. It's a sitcom. It's a comedy um, from one of the people who created The Inbetweeners and stars two of The Inbetweeners of The Inbetweeners. Even we're also reviewing the new drama I'm calling it Heavyweight Broken oh. starring Anna Friel and Scene Bean who were also both at the BAFTAs last night oh, this great is a, this form a, what, they what? Were on. Very great form um, yeah we'll get to that in the Virgin viewer slot where, we, where two of us have not seen the thing that the other one has it's Count Arthur Strong which has been the series three coming up on BBC One, which I love, and I'm already getting the vibe that Steph doesn't. We'll see. I feel like it was some sort of form of punishment you oh, made me watch this. Oh, go straight in there. Well, Listen to that. No, come on, spoiler don't, alert. don't spoil it. Uh, yeah, don't spoil on. it. And we've also been to the cinema. Steph and I and John Dan, our esteemed producer, director, guru, went to see Snatched, the new film starring Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer, which comes out, I do believe, this Friday in cinemas everywhere. We're going to review that. Kay was in Lake Como Garda, so she Yeah, I missed it. I'm gutted about yeah. it. And finally, we're going to do Your Face or Mine. It's been revived on the Comedy Central channel, presented by Jimmy Carr and Catherine Thingrybob. Catherine Ryan. Thank you. And who was also, she was also in our... She the Oh, we just got everybody. Yeah. We're, we're turning people away. Yeah. We're basically going to be BAFTA bores It's today, a lot of BAFTA boring, yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, question time will be, which old programme, which old format, if you like, based on Your Face or Mine being revived, would you bring back? 
have a think stuff now. Mm. And uh, but first of all, let's let's just just talk about the BAFTAs for a bit in the what I like to call the news section right. of the podcast. Because it is. It is. Um, the, the big story of the night in all the papers and everything seems to be, apart from, um, what's the name, from Poldark, yeah. wearing that extraordinary that dress. Um, it was, it was I saw dress. it in real life and it was yeah. incredible. Ellen was Tomlinson, just, I don't remember like the name. A walking kind of disco ball, yeah. but... Also, lacy. It was amazing. She and looked beautiful. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, of her chestalaria. I'm trying oh, to be, you know, yeah. was, was, I mean, you know, it was dominant. I'm not, not in a, the proper terms. Not in a vulgar way. I'm just saying, that, you know. Yeah. And I mean, she was on the front page of the Sun. Yeah, I knew yeah. she'd be on the front page of the Sun. Yeah. And I did a thing with her last week. I did an event with her last week, and she, yeah, she's very nice. Yeah. Lovely flame-haired beauty. Flame-haired beauty from Poldark, Ellen Thomas. So she's on, but apart from her being on the front page, the story is the Crown was nominated for five <laughs> Baftas and didn't win any. Right. Massive snub, most expensive show of all time. You, you, let me just finish this news item I'm before you so come in. And, uh, and it was beaten by um, Happy Valley, one, two of its categories that it was in. And uh, we didn't win even the acting codes. And it's the whole thing, you know, is Netflix been snubbed in favour of old school TV? What do, what do you want to say about this, Steph Sealand? What I want to say is if you are regular listeners, thank you, firstly. And secondly, you will recall that we. Boyd and I have both said that The Crown is overrated. Mm. And this is just proof that everyone else thinks it's overrated too. And I I was fearful that BAFTA would be like, oh, but it's, you know, like, oh, it's wonderful, really, and production values and all that kind of stuff. But actually, it is overrated. And I'm so, not, I don't want to be horrible, but I'm glad it didn't, it didn't, I didn't think it was good as, what do you go, you should go up go up to Claire Foy and just go, no. Do you know no, what, Claire? Loser. You lost and you deserve to lose. <laughs> to be fair, oh, to be fair, I mean, I agree with you. I think it is overrated and it, I thought it was a bit gory boring, especially in the middle. But she was incredible, Claire Foy. She, so, she's, she is, and yeah. She, who played the Queen. And, and Sarah Lancashire in her speech, a very gracious speech, the winner of, of Happy Valley of Best Actress, who beat her, said that she loved her in um, in The Crown, Claire Foy, and she said she spent a whole 10 hours watching the whole thing under a duvet and made right. a lovely tribute to her. So, and a lot of people thought, and she is amazing. So even if... She is, she is. Uh, but she, but it, the point that we were making before is that it's it's kind of like, that's a very actor on actor thing to say, isn't it? And as I think I've said this before, the people on the ground watching, I don't think on the that ground. it resonated with them <laughs> as much. I mean, as not, much not the people, in people their, under their duvets, they're on the ground they're watching on, the ground, on Netflix. The people on the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah the ground people. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about the, uh, the snubbing of the crown? Are you, are you bothered? Okay. Um, honestly, no. No. <laughs> Good. That's that dealt with. Um, the other big winners, let's run through a few of them. Um, so, Lean Actress, Sarah Lancashire, Happy Valley. I mean, Happy Valley, oh. I was so thrilled because it is absolutely brilliant. And she is fantastic. She is fantastic. So, congratulations. She was lovely. To her, she gave me yeah. a big hug as well. Well done, thanks. In the um, people she gave having. You a big hug. Yeah, pe- uh, in there's a good on running people giving me physical contact. I know, I was about to say, All right. Celebrities, from yeah, celebrities hugging me and a kissing hug me. From yeah. Sarah Lancashire. Yeah. I mean, Wait, I was hosting the, the night that Boyd got molested by celebrities. Yeah, let me say, I was hosting the winner's press conference so I had to interview all of the winners so she came through Sarah Lancashire she was hey. thrilled and she gave me a hug on my Boyd, was that sponsored by anyone or was it just um, uh... no the, the thing that was sponsored what you're referring to is the Virgin TV <laughs> must see moment I was on the panel for that that was won by um, Planet Earth 2 uh... Iguanas versus Snakes no yeah don't I you know don't I you know, know that. <laughs> I don't know oh we just God. found this out yeah Oh, yeah. that should not have won over Line of Duty. It was a bit of a shocker, isn't it? Well, it won over Game of Thrones, Line of Duty, James Corden, couple karaoke. It was a survivor's oh. surprise. It's got but the it just Adam shows Revote. you it's got the Adam Revote. He wasn't there, Listen, which the was a blow. the people on the ground, they voted, Steph. The people oh, on the ground. The iguanas and the snakes on the ground were voted for <laughs> by the people on the ground. Maybe it was the ground bias. 
the men. It's We've only yeah, because James Corden was in a car. He wasn't on the oh, ground. God. Game of Thrones. He definitely, definitely was on the ground. He was like under the thing, and then he was lifted up famously wow. in Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, John Snow. So it was the ground that won it. Okay, thing. So, got that sorted out. Tom Hollander won for supporting actor for and the Night Manager. The only thing he was nominated for famously, the Night Manager, snubbed in all other categories. He was he was funny. I thought I love him. He was brilliant in the show. Really, that's yeah. the only thing he was nominated. Only thing, yeah. Wrong. So he won that. Uh, Damalola. Did you watch the Damalola drama? I missed Boy. it. Nah. Amazing. That won a few, a couple, um, quite rightly. And the amazing thing about that was Richard Taylor, the father of Damalola Taylor, was there, and I just spoke to him. He was in, it was incredibly moving. Yeah. And can I just say the end? He was he, he it was good to see him. He was letting his hair down. He was like dancing on the was dance him? floor. It was an extraordinary sight. Aww. Did he hug you? He didn't hug me, no. But, but did you he, dance with him? I kind of, I kind of stood nearby. Kiss and swayed. Dance. Yeah, swayed, swayed gently. Ant and Deck. Ant, Deck gave me a high five. That's another, oh, another. God. So your palm was also yeah, touched. Yeah, they won for entertainment program quite rightly, surely. Oh, yeah. We said. Yeah. And um, the uh, I know you love these, Kay. You know the male performance in the comedy programme, you, know you know who won that? Probably don't even realise, because he wasn't there. Yeah. Steve Coogan for Alan Partridge, <gasps> Scissor Dial. Oh, legend. Oh, what a legend. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that, because we were obviously backstage, you know, like Cinderella's. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't there, so it was a bit sad. But he's filming Laurel and Hardy, that's why he wasn't there. Did he do a little um, speech? A I don't speech? think he did, and I think it was just accepted on behalf of whoever picked it up. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag, oh, one the female performance. Now, can we talk... In a did comedy. Cla- Claudia missed out. Claudia Winkleman missed out, and I'm angry about this. Are you? Are you furious? I am furious. Do you know who won that catch? Entertainment performance, she was up with Adam Hills for The Last Leg, Claudia Winkle for Strictly, Graham Norton for The Graham Norton Show, and the winner was... Michael McIntyre. No, I, I haven't. No. I'm going to say it again. The people on, on the, the ground. ground. I said it last time. The thing is, stupid no, ground know, people. But I know so many people who watch that show. I love that show. It's big. It's big night. It's, yeah, it's great, it, isn't it? Yeah. It's good funny. for you, ground person. But listen, no, it's a really good show. Kay. don't diss the McIntyre. Don't, dri- don't diss him. And he was a delight backstage. Yeah, so was Claudia. He wasn't delightful enough to come into our photo shoot. Oh really? Though. Oh, no. he would have done if I'd have asked him. I should have asked him. I what? didn't ask him. Sorry. He was too busy cuddling people. Claudia broke off him. her red carpet interview to come and say hello to me and cuddle him around. How funny was that? Did Literally, she, touch she you? recorded live. It was being recorded live, and she ran off and said hello. And of course, touched us. Do yet. you know what I think we're getting from this boy? You're the real winner at the yeah. BAFTA. Is this too much now? Is no, this it's not. Self indulgence too much. Because we haven't even talked about Kay's incredible moment, which was what? with backstage yeah. in our photo booth yeah. with. I'm dropping a huge name now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huge name. Cuba. Oh. Gooding Junior. You've won. You've won. Yeah. Tell us, tell us in detail this, this story. Okay, basically we had our area set up and it was at the beginning of the night we were wondering who was going to come in. Suddenly, lo and behold, little Cuba's face pops up around the corner going, and I happened to be standing near him and he goes, what's going on here? Really bad accent. And I went, Cuba, we just, I actually called him, embarrassingly, Mr. Junior. I went, Mr. Junior. Mr. Junior. Yeah, not his That's surname. great. No, no, I know. I just went, Mr. Junior. I was like, we are eating popcorn. Do you want to come and sit? And CGR, I, CGJ. I, I went over there, sat down, yeah. patted the seat next to me. I said, come on, come on. He was like, wow. yeah, I'm up for that. And he basically did our photo shoot. It was incredible. He was so he was nice. Great. That's great. And um, Steph has taken a boomerang video, which we're not sure of is inappropriate. That's fine, I've seen it, it's fine. It's fine. To, um, it looks a public. bit like he's engaging in some kind of uh, yeah. sexual pleasure. pleasure. It's fine. <laughs> we on. may or may not release it. No, you've got to release it. He was great. He was there representing the People vs. O.J. Mm. Simpson, which won a Best International. Did you know that's why he was there? And he was at, he was fantastic in the, in the Winners' Press Conference as well. Total delight. He's such good value. He's the very fact good that... value, legend. Oh, and can I just say as well, we also got the delightful Pearl Mackey. Doctor yes, assistant. she's and, great, isn't she? And I now feel dreadful about all the things I've said about Doctor Who because I just... Oh, yeah. Repent. She was great. Now, did I you know. say it to her, to her face? I, you, I 
said I loved her and I felt... <laughs> if only I'd have been there, I would have pointed to you and said, that one there, she slagged off Turn Doctor coat. Who on this very podcast. That's it. And so, you know, I actually, said, I actually went, I really love you in Doctor Who. Oh, oh you're such a liar. I'm going to tweet this podcast at her so she can listen to you lying now. She was so nice. She's lovely. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's brilliant in the show as well. So who was the best? You probably cover them now, but who who was the best person you got in the heat photo area? Oh, we had Doc Cotton from Line of Duty. He was so amazing. He was like, "Look, I'm going to. You probably want me doing something with the phone." And we were like. Hey, you come in, you're directing yourself in this photo shoot. He was really, and very handsome in real that's life good, as well. That's good, Yeah, David Hay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked Anna Frill. We had Frill. Sean Bean. Bean. And Jimmy Nesbitt. Nesbitt. As a trio. Yeah. That's a good trio. It was, it was brilliant. That's a top quality trio. And yeah. always Alan Carr, because he's just oh, good value, right? Totally yeah, brilliant. Love Alan Carr. Um, so, think, we should yeah. say it. Sorry, just we to interrupt. We should say this is going to be in next week's issue, oh, yes. so everyone should get their hands on it. Yeah. Put it in your diary, make yeah. sure you buy it. Good because promotion glorious yeah. photo shoot all six pages will be in it yeah. you yeah. won't see a photo of me being kissed by Benedict Cumberbatch because unknowingly no one captured, no one, no one captured no it. as far as I'm aware no one captured it uh, every but let time me just, I close my eyes I can see yeah. it there all I'll say about it is that so he was there what a hero though I must say this because first of all we, we thought he wasn't going to come people didn't think he was going to come like Cumberbatch Web, one of the many Cumberbatch kind of mm. fan groups on Twitter said, oh, he can't make it because he's filming. You know, he's filming like 5,000 things at the moment. Then it was announced that he was going to show up. Mm. I spoke to him afterwards. Um, he was just hanging out. And he said um, he said he knew he wasn't going to win. He, didn't, he wasn't told. But he was like, assumed he wouldn't win because he was up against really heavyweight, big dramas. And Adil Akhtar won for Murdered by My Father. Um, he thought he wasn't going to win. He, he just thought, I'll represent, you know, what I was in, the, the, the Shakespeare thing he did. And he hung out. He was there all night, to the, right to the end. Talking to everyone, talking to Olivia Colman, being really sweet and lovely, and then he gave me a big kiss and hug and said, "Boy, well, thanks, Boyd. You know, really nice to see you. What a legend! That's that's great, Boyd. I mean, do you know what would been really nice? Now now that we know he was there till the bitter end, (laughs) as were we. If you'd just bought him in that old, yeah, you really landed yourself in that. The problem is once you you knew you were on for a kiss, and you were like, by the way, Ben, 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 can you just? Come to this. Yeah, because I'm not being funny. He has to work for that kiss. He just can't come oh. in for a swoop. Yeah. He should do something in, you know. Yeah, you should have said that kiss has cost you. Get in that booth. True. And the other thing is, I won £17 because um, a colleague oh of ours gosh. in Bauer uh, magazines, um, John, um, I won't say John Dan. No, not John Dan, another okay. John. Um, there is he no other bet job. me. He didn't think Kamal Batch would show up. He was like, "Oh, he never shows." He, he tweeted me saying, "Oh, he never shows." Up. He went out and I said, "I'll bet you seventeen pounds." I plucked that random figure. You're such a random yeah. figure. I, I, did, I did just to annoy people. And I got loads of people tweeting me going, "Why seventeen? And on the red carpet, you'll love this. This woman shouted at me going, seventeen pounds. You've won seventeen pounds. How good is that? No, yes. it's your reach is scary. Your yeah. your, your social media reach I think is frightening. I might even have embarrassed myself with this level of boasting and um, talking about myself. I'm sure there's more to come. So, As you know, my mum texts straight away oh, to yeah. say. I've seen. She texted me. She said. She said. I've seen Boyd. Talking to celebrities <laughs> on the red carpet. Well, she actually said Boydo in a Boydo. very... Oh, I know, oh, manner that we thought. Oh, incredible. Thanks, Mrs. Zealand. So, yeah, we'll draw a veil. I think we've said enough about the BAFTAs and all of us hanging out with famous people. Um, before we move on to the previews and previews and the uh, your interview with um, Ed Westwick, Kay, um, let me quickly mention that there's this Harry Styles documentary on Apple Music now, which I went to see last week, and it's really good. And I'm partly mentioning it, in full disclosure, it is made by my friend Ben Winston and his company. <laughs> of course. Of course. Who makes all these things, like Mate of Harry Styles and all these things. But it's really good. It's about the making of the album. It's also like him talking about going solo and leaving and, you know, what's happening in One Direction. Oh, I want to see great. that. And he spends the whole thing, I'm not exaggerating, I've reviewed it in the newest Shafiq out tomorrow, and I mentioned the fact that he spends practically the whole thing in his pants. What? Oh. Yeah. 
Well, because they recorded the album. Ben. In, Harry, <laughs> Ben's not visible. Ben did the interview with him, but because it's they filmed, they recorded the album in Jamaica. At the beginning, within five minutes, he's just like takes his clothes off, into his pants, jumps into the sea, and they're filming him swimming in the sea in his pants. And he climbs out, lays on the ground in his pants. There's another bit where he takes all his clothes off in the studio to his pants, like just for no reason. Does he not like clothes. It's weird, and I think so. Well, my theory is that it's his newfound freedom as a solo artist is kind of reflected in his new thing about not wearing clothes and just oh, walking and around in his pants. You know, he probably thinks aeration. Yeah, on, let's, I mean, totally. I'm in Jamaica. Yeah. So wow. you've got all that to look forward to, and it's an interesting documentary. Which when talks when a lot can about we watch stuff. it? It's on now. It's on Apple Music. So it's like on their streaming. You know, it's like their equivalent of streaming things. Yeah. yeah. You can get it now. Out oh, now. I'm definitely going to arrive that. today. Especially as if we he's speak, in his Monday. Pants. Yeah. And and it's going out Tuesday. So that's the Harry Styles documentary. I think it's called Making of the Album. Making of. You'll find it if you, if you if you're making on of Harry's pants. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Stephen K of the reviews and previews, what as is- I like to call them. And we're going to start with White Gold, Kay. I'm looking at you because you are the queen of this programme. Not only did you write the preview in Heat magazine, you went to interview Ed Westwick, who's the star of the show. Cue us up, tell us a little about me and him and, you know, and all that, and yeah. Okay, so the show is written by Damon Beasley of uh, In Between His Fame. He was co-writer, I think, on that, wasn't he? He was, yeah. with and Ian Morris. Uh, I've met them, lovely pair. Really nice. Did you Good touch work. them? Did they kiss you? I yeah, I actually touched both of them at the same time. I hugged them both. Yeah, so, bear hug. So yeah, boy, you what you got to say though. about that? Can't be that. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's all about a double glazing salesman, aka Ed Westwick, um, Vince Swan, I think his name is, and he's a real wide boy, cheeky chappy wheeler dealer who'll stop at nothing to make the sales. And he works alongside um, Brian Fitzpatrick, is the character name played by um, James Buckley, and also um, with Joe Thomas, who plays Martin Lavender. And it's all about their story. It's a comedy set in the 80s of how they go about their business and the roguish things they get up to. So we will review this. So it starts next Tuesday on BBC at 10 o'clock. Before we review it, let's hear your fascinating interview with Ed Westwick. So I'm here with Ed Westwick, the star of BBC's new six-part comedy based in a double-glazing showroom. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah? Yeah. So I've just watched the first few couple of episodes mm-hmm. and they're really, really funny. Thanks. White Gold's been described as a kind of Wolf of Wall Street in Essex. Is that an accurate kind of summary? Yeah, I mean, I guess so, a little bit. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, I mean, Wolf of Wall Street was the financial industry in New York and um, ours is double-glazing Essex, so it's a little bit of a difference, but um, you know, it's basically um, it, it follows a team of, uh, of salesmen and um, and what they get up to, uh, their kind of antics and um, and all of that. So in a way, I guess you could draw some comparisons, and um, some of the stuff's quite outrageous. So um, yeah, a little bit, but it's very, it's still very, very different. It's pretty debauched, right? It is. It is. There's, um, yeah. There's some, some. You know, I don't want to wait. I don't want to give away too much. But, uh, but no. There's some. There's some. There's some dodgy stuff going on for sure. <laughs> How would you describe um, Vincent, your your character? Um, I describe him as a bit of an animal. Um, he will do anything to uh, to make a pound. Um, if that means kind of screwing over his uh, friends and neighbours, then he has no problem doing it. Um, but at the same time, he's, uh, I think his heart's kind of in the right place. Or maybe his heart just moves around. Sometimes it's in the right place, sometimes it's in the wrong place. But, um, but he's, uh, he's a bit of a machine, you know. He's, he's got the gift of the gab and uh, there's something very alluring about that. And you kind of, he picks you up and takes you on this journey with him. Despite some of the things he does, um, you know, he, he always kind of, I think, gets you back on his side. Um, 
So it makes for uh, for an interesting character to play, and I hope an interesting character, a fun character to watch. He must be a fun character to play, right? Because as you say, he's kind of part charming, part smarmy, a bit of a wide boy, and yeah. in his own words, a bit of a wanker. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think everyone in the show calls him a wanker, definitely. So, um, yeah, no, there's definitely that. But I think, that, yeah, I think there is all of those kind of aspects to him that, that, that make it interesting um, because he's always kind of ducking and diving. So at one minute he's, you know, screwing someone over and then at the other minute he's trying to win someone over, you know. So there is all of that kind of uh, will he get away with it kind of thing going on. Um, and at the same time, juggling a family, um, which is another interesting part to, uh, to to throw into it, which was kind of new for me as well because I hadn't played a parent. Mm. I don't think I've played a parent, really. No, I don't think I have, let alone um, the parent of a teenager in this. So, yeah, my character kind of had some kids pretty young, um, which happens, which is fine. So, um, yeah, that was that was all very interesting. It's all uh, it's all, all new territory. I guess. What was that like? Yeah, playing a dad. Um, <laughs> Give you an insight. It was interesting. Well, we weren't allowed. To, well, this, uh, anyone who's seen it, and when people they see it, it's very sweary. We swear a lot, but we couldn't swear when the kids were around. Yeah. So we had um, we had uh, alternative uh, scripts. So um, we had to do a couple of takes without the swear words, oh, and then the kids go out of the room, and we kind of. I didn't know that's a thing, so you can't swim. It's oh, apparently God. a BBC thing, so... Um, and what's it like working with Joe and James? Have you, like, did you work with them before? Did you know them? No, I didn't know them. It was the first time kind of meeting them in rehearsals. We did a couple couple of days rehearsals for this, and um, they, they, uh, they're they great. I mean, obviously, they've got that relationship and kind of shorthand from the in-betweeners, and um, they're just incredibly, incredibly nice, funny guys. So um, it was a pleasure kind of to see them go at it and then kind of try to jump in and try and be funny with them, yeah, I yeah. guess, you know. It looked like it was a laugh to film, was it? Yeah, it was, it was. It was a lot of work, but it was good, funny work, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. And had you been a fan of The Inbetweeners before? Um, yeah, I was, I mean, yeah, I was a fan. I hadn't really seen too much, you know, but um, obviously, you know, it was massively successful, so you're going to have uh, been exposed to it. So it was, um, but no, I mean, I'd seen, I'd seen a fair bit of it and you know, it's, it's brilliant, it's hilarious. So yeah. I know I was going to be in good company. And talk us through, because like, it's brilliant. It's set in the 80s, yeah. amazing soundtrack, amazing right. costumes. Yeah. How did you find that? And... I mean, we, I, I mean, throughout, I was kind of asking Damon what songs were going where, just because I was curious. Because, and you know, he was telling me, I think one of, one of the great things about the BBC is they've got this kind of blanket for all the, for all the tracks. So got this amazing kind of library that you can use, which was which was great. So um, when he was telling me certain ones were going to go in, uh, um, in certain places, you know, you could kind of imagine them. And one or two scenes, we were able to play the music whilst we were doing the, you know, scene or, or, or whatever. And it was, um, that really, really helped kind of throw you into the mood, you know? But no, it's a great soundtrack, man. It's kind of iconic, I feel. So well, at least they're iconic songs. So yeah, that was um, that was really cool. And then, I mean, in terms of costumes, I, I got away pretty unscathed. You know, <laughs> I'm just wearing suits and. Well, you got some cool tracksuits going on. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of that, and um, you know, the opening scene's just me in my pants, which is pretty. Listen, funny. I wasn't going to bring it up. 1980s red <laughs> pants, which is cool, I guess. So. Um, but no, I think one of the other characters, Carol, was played by Lauren O'Rourke. She uh, 
she got done with the with the, with the strong 80s look. Fantastic curly perm hair. hair. It's all about the hair. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, wasn't it James who's got the tash? James has got a tash which kept coming off in certain <laughs> scenes, so uh, that was always a bit of a uh, bit of a laugh. So, Were yeah. you jealous? Would you have liked to? Have the tash? I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of a moustache. I really am, but um, nah, not in this one. Not in this one. You know, it, 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 he's got it's a certain creepy thing about his moustache in this. So. Uh, you know, I thought I'd just let him kind of roll with that. Yeah, yeah. Did you get to keep any of the, like... Because actually the tracksuit is quite cool now. I haven't got anything, no. Although some of it kind of looks like some of my own clothes anyway. I mean, I think we've kind of got, we've developed a serious affection for the 80s, I think, yeah. in this day and age. And some of it's fashions, at least. So, um, yeah, we've, you know, we've, I'm sure there's a couple of bits lurking around that could be Vincent's. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've, have you ever been a set, like, you know, back in the day, before you started your acting, like, had you had any jobs in a, in a retail, or yeah. what kind of salesman were you? Um, I imagine you as were an actor, I feel like I sell myself, so I <laughs> had to do that. People, like, most closely associate you with Chuck. Yeah. Obviously, Chuck Bass from Lost mm. Girl, a bit of a legend. <laughs> like, are they surprised when they still, now, even now, about your accent? Yeah, I mean, person? there have been a few people I mean, more so if we went back in time, I think um, there'd be more people that were kind of more surprised. But yeah, that definitely that still still is a thing I hear that people kind of are um, surprised yeah. to to to, um, to to learn that I'm English. So so this will be uh, this will be interesting for people to hear me speak kind of almost how I speak right now in this podcast, but also obviously in white gold because it's like yeah, exactly close to your accent. Yeah. They're going to be like, it's not him. <laughs> Are you going to blow people's minds with this? I don't know about that. <laughs> I think NASA blow people's minds. I don't know if AWS in English is, but yeah, there you go. Loads of shows, like popular shows, uh, TV shows are coming back now. You know, we're going to have Will and Grace soon. Didn't know if you, yep. I and didn't Twin know Peaks. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you know where I'm going for any Gossip Girl fans. I don't think that's happening. Oh, do you no. not think? No, I really don't. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Okay, suppose it like some. It was only a couple of years ago, anyway. I know. I was thinking like... about shows from the nineties here, and then like <laughs> it was like it was. Two only... years in television's a long time, Ed. Apparently so. So Damn. listen, if... money runs out quick, gang. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. in a utopia where, um, if it were to come yeah. back, what would you say? Would you sign on the dotted line? No, I'm doing other things. Okay. Yeah. You've left Chuck behind. Yeah, yeah. I was very lucky to be involved in that, like, cause we had a great time. So it was all, it was all cool. It was all cool. And look, it's still out there. If people want to watch it, it's there. It's great. Yeah, that's the beauty of DVD. And, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Nice one. And that was Kay talking to Ed Westwick. I, I was about to say the lovely Ed Westwick. It sounds lovely. Was he? Is he lovely? Was he lovely? He's How lovely really was he? <laughs> he's very chilled out. Right. So like, is you know, he takes his time answering those questions. But he's a really sweet guy. And like, I really liked him in Gossip Girl. Yes. Had a bit of a crush. On Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Bass. Yeah. The fact that he says he's not going to ever do it, it's never coming back, was, I've got to say, a devastating blow. He was quite firm about that. Yeah, he was very firm. Just a yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, not would even, it's yeah. just not happening. It's just not happening. Fair enough, he's like, you know, I'm doing other things now. Mm. So stop harping back at this. So this show, it's got, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I describe it as a sitcom, but it's, it's a bit like from the first, I mean, I've only watched the first episode. Have you watched the first two, Kay, I think? Have yeah. You? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Judging from the first episode, it's kind of filmed in a very, it's not like the in betweeners that's very kind of like filmed like, you know, proper old fashioned sitcom, really. Mm. This is like slightly more cinematic in a way like you get that 70s vibe from it and there's lots of like the narration from Ed Westwick's character setting up the whole thing explaining how the explosion in double glazing was yeah. like this incredible white thing gold. that happened white gold is this the plastic 
like edging of the double glazing thing that transformed their lives. There's a really funny scene in the car where the guy is showing him this white plastic and you think it's cocaine that he's talking about. He's just showing him this white plastic that's the edging PVC. of windows. PVC. Changed all their lives. Changed all their lives. So it's kind of, it's it's something a bit different. I thought it was different. I, didn't, I can't yeah. remember what to compare it to. Steph, what did you think? Um, well, speaking of people in their pants, it opens up with yes. Ed Westwick in his pants doesn't it? And, and it does. he looks lovely in his pants. <laughs> um, give the viewers what they want. I, I have to say, it, I think I really love that it brings back uh, two of the in-betweeners, Joe Thomas and Jake mm. Buckley. But I have an absolute hatred of when they do the narration to camera uh-huh. as well as being in the, the sitcom. I just don't like it. Do you? I don't know whether you call... They tried it, actually, the first season of Sex and the City and they got rid of it really, really quickly. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Carrie, yeah, talking and, to so camera. If you go like back the breaking watch, the fourth wall. I don't, li- I don't, like, don't like it. You don't like that. I don't like it. Um, and it's it's pretty disgusting, This in terms of, like, he pukes in it, he, there's actually a scene where he wets himself. It's pretty gross. But there was gross out stuff all in the in-betweeners. Are you usually yeah, shocked? No, no, no. Oh, right, oh, okay. No, but oh, it's, it's because it's Ed Westwick. Right. And I, oh, I'm okay. like I said, because from going from him as Chuck mm. to going to this. Um, but, yeah, it, it reminded me a little bit, kind of, it's like, maybe it's just the same time, Life on Mars kind of Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of brown maybe. visual yeah. quality, because yeah. it was brown, isn't that, going on? And yeah. also, Nicholas Stapleton's in it. Yes. Mandy from Got, Eastern. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah, like, he's really back he's, all the old. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Westwood was good, Kate, because um, he was like he's playing this like wide boy um, kind of oh, cocky figure. But yet you see him. I thought interesting relationship with his partner. Is it more wife? Is it? Is that yeah, his wife? It's his yeah. Wife. Um, she kind of like really bosses him around a bit. So there's like more to him than initially meets the eye. I thought. What, what did you think? Yeah, I think. I mean, as he said in the interview, I think he's totally. He's his heart's kind of in the right place, but maybe also in the wrong place their heart's moving around do you know what I mean like, he, right place wrong place listen it's place. in a place it's yeah. in his body um, so yeah no he's. Com- I think he's well suited for that role he's brilliant and I loved all the 80s sound- soundtracks it's all the songs that we grew up to it's very nostalgic I thought yeah. it was brilliant the only thing I, mean, I it's didn't the 80s isn't it not the 70s did I say, I said no the you 70s. did say that yeah, I thought you were having a scene like a scene I don't fine. want to there's a funny joke about uh, he's in the band as Paul Young same man as Paul Young oh, one of the, yeah. yeah and Paul Young goes on to huge success and he doesn't yeah that's Joe Thomas he was in the band and he's quit the band just before it got famous and it was I think there's a lot of great visual gags very funny scripts good music the only thing I didn't like was um, the kind of like you know 80s jokes that now just don't quite work out because they're a bit racist like the Ethiopian jokes I was like oh I don't know if I it makes me but wasn't that a comment on on the attitudes of the times I think wasn't it they were trying to say this is what people would have said and, yeah. and it is, and you're kind of looking back, going, "Oh yeah, people, this is what people talked yeah, about." And it's, and it's dubious. But even but, still, I just, I don't oh, know, I, just, okay. I find it a bit uncomfortable. And I like the receptionist, and she actually, oh, it, Carol, is it? Yeah, and she yeah. says at one point, she says, um, "Sometimes working here is like working in a really shit version of Dallas." And I think that's what you know what you're saying about referring to. It's very yeah. we're making jokes of that time. She says with a classic perm. Yeah, <laughs> I um, yeah, it is. I thought it was. It's really nice to see the in betweeners guys back together, but it is of a. Certain, like, I don't know, it's of a certain time, I don't know. Did you think their characters were similar or too similar maybe to the ones uh, in the or different enough? What's uh, your feeling about that? No, I thought that they were like, it was like the in-betweeners set in the 80s, yeah. that, to be honest. I, I, I don't think, because they've both got such distinctive voices mm. and such yes. distinctive intonation patterns that when they're talking to each other, you almost, it could be an episode of the in-betweeners where they're dressed up. 
Yeah. Joe Thomas's character was a bit less um, sure of himself, wasn't he? He was quite, he's kind of a bit like the loser. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought he was different. He's very nerdy yeah. and very like, he's got a moral compass, which doesn't yes. make him yeah. a good salesman. Which is very much like his in between his character. Yes. They are their in between his characters in this, I think. Oh, I was, no, I think much. he's a bit different, but I think Do James Buckley's very similar. I think he's different enough, yeah. I think but mm. James Buckley's quite similar. But James Buckley's kind of, he's one of those actors who you kind of get him because of his shtick, because of his whole style and that style is here. Yeah. Well and present. What, uh, Buckley go has got a sensational moustache. He does. Mention. He really does. That's partly why I keep thinking he's in the 70s, even though it's the 80s, because that to me, that's <laughs> yeah, a 70s moustache. But you know, yeah. what do I know? Um, let's give it a star rating. Steph, how many stars out of five would you give White Gold? Um, I'm going to give it three, but that's because mostly I don't like it when people speak Oh, yeah, you're camera. really against the speaking <laughs> camera. I don't know camera. why I just yeah. don't like it. Maybe there won't be... An, is there more of that in episode 2K? There is a camera. little, yeah, there's a little bit. How many stars out of five would you give? Four. Four, yeah. I liked it I'll give lot. it a solid four. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Sorry, it's just, I think it's just a personal preference. Your little weird obsessions. I know. Yeah. But maybe other people out there. The people on the ground. Maybe the people, the people on the ground. The people on the ground. They love people. a bit of talking to camera. So that's White Gold, uh, BBC Two, next Tuesday at 10pm. We're now going to move on to, in sharp contrast, the extremely heavy Broken which is a new six-part drama from Jimmy McGovern, one of the, one of the legendary TV drama writers of um, of our time. Really, he, you know, he's written loads of incredible stuff. Brookside started oh out. My at God, Brookside. started out at Brookside. You're right. Um, and Anna Friel is in it. And also Brookside. Also, well, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was doing the link, yeah. Anna Frill of Brookside fame. Thanks, Kay. Um, and she's, <laughs> she, plays, she plays this, um, to put it lightly, mildly, a put-upon woman, with three, mother of single mum of three kids, living with her mother. She's on a crisis, really, in her life in terms of money. She's, she loses her job in the first few minutes, an incredible scene, actually, where she's not yeah. punching her boss where she works in the betting shop. She's got no money, and and she, she goes to to see what happens at the benefits patient. She can't get any money for thirteen weeks because she because she's effectively ruled herself out of this job. And then in comes Sean Bean, is the local priest who's got also big troubles of his own. He has these flashbacks mm. to some mysterious dark happenings that have happened when he was a kid. And it's kind of clearly going to be about the evolving relationship between the two of them. He's trying to help her. At one point, he says to her, "Oh, you know, I feel you're you're broken." Hence the title of the show. And she doesn't. She just pushes him away. She doesn't want to know. And it's. I mean, it deals with. Poverty, doesn't it? Like not having enough money. Like it deals with issues of religion and faith and death and mourning, and it's it's grim, isn't it? I it's mean, to grim. say this, it's grim. But K is it also really good? It is amazing. It is so good. But can I just say before we continue? Right, I went to the screening of this. Yes. And Jimmy McGovern was there. Yes. And he warned against spoilers in a oh, very okay. very right. stern terms. And I, Jimmy McGovern is someone I wouldn't want to ever upset. So, so what you're saying to me is before you because you thought I was about to spoil. What I thought you were towards towards hand No, I'm no. I would never do that. So yeah, there's a okay. thing that happens in the second half of the first episode. There's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a major, a major um, plot twist. Um, oh my god, it is it is so so. Good. This is like a like. This is the benchmark of how dramas mm. should be yeah. written yeah. and acted. Particularly Anna Friel is revelation. Just, oh my god! Not even a revelation. She's she's yeah, also she's great. great. She's yeah. great in everything she does. But I just feel like this. Her turn in this, it was so spot on mm. and emotional and like she wrings like emotion out of every scene she's in. I was weeping like a baby in the screening, and I make oh, yeah. no apologies That's for it. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I just cuddled the stranger next to me this but whole time. But fair enough, because it is unbelievably emotional, isn't it, Steph? I mean, you, oh. you are an emotionless, cold person, generally. But did, were you even you touched by it? When I saw Anna Friel last night, I said, I just watched Broken. Did you? You are incredible. Oh. Thank you so much. She, and you actually meant it on, like, Pearl Mackie. Yeah. She, 
a rare moment of right. sincerity for you. It is a rare. <laughs> I did mean it because she is sensational in this, and also. Sean Bean, my Seen God. Bean, yeah. Oh, my goodness. The way that he... he His character is quite even-tempered throughout. It has, well, he's quite has brooding to and internal, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He just plays that so mm. well. But Anna Friel, as Kay said, I mean, this is just an amazing immersive performance from her because you are feeling all of her pain and frustration and anger. And it, it, it is, it's very... It's yeah. very consuming. Yeah, because what I was going to say about her is, yeah, we used. To, I mean, she was in Marcella, Marcella, was Marcella, Marcella. I don't even know how to pronounce Marcella. that. Um, and she was. That was quite a kind of um, big performance in a way, wasn't she? She's the detective. Do you know what I mean? She's like she's the big star of that show. Whereas this is she's. It's total realism, isn't it? Like mm. I forgot within like half half, half a second that it's her. Hyper You just completely yeah. forget, and she's just this incredible put upon woman. It's a bit like like you know, I Daniel Blake that film. Oh, exactly yeah. what I was going to say to you. It reminded me of that right. so much, and I love that because film. because it, it does deal. With the at the detail yeah. of the system of yeah. the benefit system, but that makes it sound really worthy, but it's not at all because it's so gripping, isn't it? Mm. That's the thing. So that's the big question for me is: you talk, you discuss it, and it seems relentlessly grim. And it can't, on one level, it is relentlessly grim, but it's just so compelling and it's, so and it beautifully filmed. Like so, it makes like this the kind of poverty in these mm. grim areas look kind of beautiful actually just the way it's filmed it's so cleverly done um, I thought it was awesome but, so I think it's going to be a bit of a classic I think next year the BAFTAs next year I think it's going to probably all oh, be about broken I, d- I know what you're saying about it being worthy but I actually think it's one of those things you think gosh you're, you're, you're only you're, you're so close to that level of poverty really you think it is far away but she like, she, like you said she gets fired in the first scene yeah. she was sort of alright but then she gets fired and then it's a spiral isn't it and then it's you do terrible things because you and you're yeah. not giving away any spoilers, but you'll do things to try and just stay alive and keep your family yeah. together. Tip for listeners, have your three-ply tissues yeah. ready. Absolutely. So that's Broken, the new thing from Jimmy McGovern. And Kay, how many stars? Five. I think I know Without how this a doubt. is going. Without a doubt. Steph Seen. Look, could we give it six? Because that's what I'd give it. It's yeah. five. It's, it's brilliant. It's a five from me. It is absolutely brilliant. Probably possible future classic. Mm. Um, and it starts on BBC one next Tuesday at nine o'clock. It's a big night for TV next Tuesday. So you've got White Gold, BBC Two, and Broken, BBC One. And then in our Virgin Viewer slot, again in sharp contrast, I, 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 all I've said is the Virgin Viewer slot, and Steph's already raising her eyes to the heavens, listeners. If you can picture it. She's rubbing her head. She's really <laughs> she quite stressed happy. out about this whole thing. So Count Arthur Strong, let me just say, this is the third series of what I consider How? to be... How? <laughs> the delightful Count Arthur Strong. So this is a character who's been going for years. A guy called Steve Delaney created him. He's kind of like an old-school veteran showbiz vaudeville character who's now just kind of retired and hangs out at his local calf with various bizarre, eccentric characters. And um, he's got his best friend, who in the first two series, the, the first two series the, this guy was writing about him, like writing a book about Arthur Strong. And that's how they kind of got to know each other because this guy was commissioned to do it and now they've just become kind of mates really and, and yet much put upon the, the best friend as well um, and it's the third series it's kind of like part of the idea it's, it's directed and co-written by um, Graham Linehan of IT Crown and Father Ted fame a legend in the TV comedy world who's a, who's a huge fan of this character and he was the one who brought him to TV and kind of co-wrote it with the guy and directed the whole thing and part of the whole idea of it is it's family friendly so it's pre-Watershed it's on 8.30 on 
starting on Friday on BBC One. And it's old-fashioned, it's unashamedly old-fashioned, in which I can clearly see Steph's got an issue with. It's filmed in front of a studio audience, it's got laughter in the studio audience, and it's got a kind of old-school quality to it, which I love. So let me get out right now. I love Ken Arthur Strong. I think he's hilarious. I think in this opening episode, there's a brilliant spoof of The Exorcist. It gets really weird and bizarre towards the end. There's loads of weird plot points that come back and callbacks, and it ends up all being tied up really weirdly. Steph, why did you hate it? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. I can't believe you think it's hilarious. Do yep. you really think it's yes. okay? Right. Well, actually, I didn't know it was filmed in front of a live studio audience because it sounds to me like canned laughter. No, oh, it's it, not canned. No, I have to say, it does sound like canned laughter. And it sounds like a can of people who are on laughing gas. Yeah. That's people really laughing. Okay. Right. That's yeah. boys. Okay. Boys that's, 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 funny enough, that's Graham Linden's bugbear. He, he gets furious when people, because people, he's annoyed that people don't understand that these things are filmed for an audience oh, and they record the laughter and people laugh. It's or real. Not, like that hysterically. It's real. Carry okay. on. Get over, Get over the laughter. Okay. I, I don't... I didn't like the character at all. Okay. I just... Oh, God, I just... I really, really just did not yeah. like this. I was, almost didn't watch it to the end, all and right. then I almost texted you to say, I can't believe you've made us watch this. Yeah. Well, partly it, why I, I made didn't think it was funny at all. Okay. I didn't think the characters were funny. I can't... Like, I love the IT crowd. I love Father Ted. I just was like, oh, God, this is one of those awful things. If you go around somebody's house at Christmas and they really like it, they'll make you watch it just because they always watch it. Oh, it was awful, Boyd. It was not funny. I think you made your point. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I like mean, it? Isn't, a, people do, isn't a quiet taste. I think the, the character is a love or hate. A lot of people don't get on with the character and don't get the character. Kay, what did you think? Um, my first thoughts were, is this a comedy? <laughs> uh, and then and I have the canned laughter, because I am calling it canned laughter, because I, I disbelieve you on this point, is that I found that intensely annoying. <sighs> if, I, if I get Graham Lynn to listen to this, he'll get send him in. the boys Please, Where is he? Don't. Get him in now, because I really love the IT crowd. Um, but yeah, once I was able to get beyond the canned laughter... Mm. Um, I actually enjoyed oh, it. Oh, good, you see? I did. Do you I, know what? Because it made me nostalgic to the 80s, oh 90s God, old comedies. Um, <laughs> you know, very basic humour, family-friendly, you know. Yeah. I don't watch Mrs. Brown's Boys, but I had... Is oh, that, steady. Like, has it got that vibe to that. it? No, it's much better than Mrs. Brown's really? Boys. It's much cleverer. It's much smarter. Mrs. Brown's Boys is just old cheesy jokes about Effin and Jeffin. This is clever put together stuff it's it's yeah I think this is perfect um, like hangover TV where you have to give like minimal thought and it's just playing on in the okay. background yeah. that's interesting I, I will say it is an innocent type of humour in yeah. the way that there's a beautiful innocence to there's it. a lot of there they throw a lot the humor. writers throw a lot yeah, a at each lot episode of, as well do you yeah. know what I mean there's a lot it's of great. visual gag yeah. oh my god exactly. it's like relentless yeah. and it all builds almost. yeah to a whole thing no yeah. but we're not convincing you stuff are we I just know. Oh, okay, it's great. Count Arthur Strong starts on Friday, this Friday, eight thirty on BBC One. I'm giving it five stars. Steph? Five stars. Yeah, I love it. You're it's one of my favourite. Same rating. Yeah, because I, I just generally love the cat. I think he's hysterically funny. You'll get how many stars? One. Okay. Ooh. Uh... 2.5? No, maybe I'll go three. Yeah, three. three, you, three you solid it. three. Let's not yeah. forget you. You said you enjoyed it. No, I did. Mm, three. Don't look at me like that, Steph. Sorry. And now we move on to an, a feature film which is coming out this Friday. It's called Snatched. It will be in cinemas quite literally everywhere. It stars Amy Schumer and Goldie Horn. And we're joined for this section because Kay was away in Lake Karma. Karma? Lake Como Garda. I've mixed them together Lake now. Garda. Lake Garda, she's shouting. <laughs> we are joined by um, the great John, John Dan. Great. Yeah. Welcome, John. He is you, great. You, we all went to see this. We trooped off to a glamorous hotel in London's Fashion West End, and we sat together and watched this film. We did. I got the snacks. You did get the snacks. Um, who wants to describe roughly what the hell this film was about? Oh, oh goodness. Uh, Don't you, you can do I it, Steph. I feel, okay. I feel it's within you. Set the scene. Right. Amy Schumer, 
is a young woman just loving life. She's got a boyfriend. She's about to go on the holiday of a lifetime to Ecuador. Then her boyfriend dumps her. That is an amazing scene where she gets dumped and she has to find someone else to go with. And then she tries to recruit loads of her friends. No one wants to go with her. She's got this mother who's played by Goldie Horn, who's a, who's a very cautious woman. She doesn't like... She's got, she's got cats at home. She locks all the doors. But she manages to recruit her mum to go with her. And then... So they're in Ecuador. She meets a guy. And basically, they get kidnapped. They get kidnapped. And the rest of the film is how they get out of being kidnapped. Correct. Good setup, well done. And it's I guess the whole thing, John, is it's a vehicle, isn't it? It's a, it's a pretty much a mainstream Hollywood comedy vehicle for Goldie Hawn, legendary legendary comedy actress, and Amy Schumer, the young, almost legendary already comedy actress. And it's kind of like, well, we'll put them together and see what happens, and create a kind of escapade for them. Is it? Did you did you feel it was like contrived, too contrived, and that it was setting this up, or did you enjoy it anyway? And do you thought it was funny? I mean, on paper, they look like. They could be mother yeah, and daughter. Do, yeah. For me, I wasn't sure about their chemistry. I wasn't sure they worked. Oh, as, interesting. That was mm. that was partly where I think it fell down slightly. And also, I don't know because like I don't want to get into the ins and outs of it. But I'm not sure whether them going to Ecuador and getting kidnapped is slightly racist. Is that what we're going to say? Yeah. That's my interesting. But at the end of the day, the, if the question was, did I laugh? I did laugh. So yeah. yeah. I know you did because I sat next to you. You were lolling. Thank you. I laughed quite a lot. I was surprised by how much I laughed. I was. I have to say, I was surprised by how much both of you laughed. <laughs> I was in between you, and I was like, God, I thought only I was going to love this, and they're both lolling. It was. Yeah. It's very, very funny. Can we just say that Goldie Hawn has not done a film since two thousand and two, The Banger Sisters with Susan Sarandon. So this is like, wow. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. She was good. I thought. I have to say, I thought she was great. I love Goldie Hawn. I mean, she's been in some of my uh, Private Benjamin. You know, oh. absolutely, absolutely Overboard. classic. Hello. Overboard. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but I thought Amy Schumer, I think without her, I, I cannot imagine this film without Schumer, whereas I can imagine, with, I can imagine, I don't know, Bette Midler or, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's lots of people who kind of could have done that role of the mother quite well. And But Amy Schumer, absolutely, she's just so great at those moments where she's being put upon. The that the breakup scene's oh, hilarious. The breakup scene's incredible. Um, the scenes with her brother, who's this yeah. bizarre guy who stay, lives with his mum and is this kind of man-child, geek, nerdy yeah. figure, hilarious. And even the bits that are a bit, like, very basic, some basic scenes of, like, slapstick, mm. she does it. I think she's phenomenally good. So for me, the whole thing was about how great she was. And I laughed, I think, I'm pretty sure all the times I laughed were when she well, was just saying stuff that was really fun. She may even have improvised, I don't know. Although, here's my main, the main reason I like this film, and I think it's been slightly underrated because you were saying when we came out it's been given like some one two star reviews yeah. people have been very harsh about it my big bugbear with mainstream Hollywood comedies these days is they all go on for like two hours two and a half hours the scenes go on where they let them improvise for like ten minutes and it's boring and, and embarrassing and um, indulgent whereas this is 90 minutes literally mm. 90 minutes brevity not too much improvisation. So even if you think it's terrible, it's still going to be over in 90 minutes. And I thought it was pretty decent. I thought particularly because Schumer was hilarious. Yeah. Look, Amy Schumer, interestingly, I actually don't really relish her stand-up. Oh. But I think her as a comedic actress, she is incredible. It's like you say, you just laugh at everything she's in. Mm. She's so incredibly talented at owning a scene. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even like, I mean, it has, it's got Wanda Sykes in it and I love Wanda Sykes. Yeah, yeah. It's got, she's From very Curb. good at getting these incredible women to gravitate around her and she makes them 
funnier. Yeah. So even did you get over John the the slight um, racism of the uh, stereotyped um, South American characters, gangsters, which are dodgy. Yeah. To enjoy it on. You said you were lolling. Were you mainly? Well, who were you? Were you lolling at uh, Schumer or Horn or both? It was definitely Schumer. I I'm not sure whether there's a. The sequence, the dumping sequence at the beginning is arguably, for me, the funniest sequence yeah, in the movie, maybe, which I don't yeah. know if that's yeah. a bad sign. But I, I thought, I d- the, the idea that it was, I was a bit worried about whether it was an offensive portrayal was an afterthought rather than something sure. I was bothering okay. me during the film, which I guess is an indication that I was having a good time. Good. How many stars would we give, uh, give um, Snatched? I think this is... I think this is four. Four? I think this is a solid four. I think okay. girls will go and they'll really like it. Okay. And it's just like, like relief. Okay. I'm with three and a half. John? Agreed. Three, three and, and a half. half. So that's Snatched, opening in cinemas this Friday. And finally, in the previews and reviews sections, Kay is sliding back into the seat of the previews and reviewers. Make this is another show that I feel you're owning because um, this is the revival of Your Face or Mine, which went out on Channel 4, was it in the 2000s, the early 2000s, I think, mm-hmm. with Jimmy Carr. And um, he's back, also hosting it now with Catherine. Our friend Catherine Ryan. Catherine Ryan. And um, I keep always forget Catherine Ryan's surname, even though I've met her dozens of times and interviewed her myself. Has she touched you? She t- well, touched me all the time. Um, and <laughs> she you touched inter- you now. Yeah. You interviewed Jimmy Carr for this, didn't you, for the magazine? We haven't, we haven't got audio of that, tragically. But um, we did interview him for the magazine that's in the magazine. So, and you watched two episodes of the thing, and you've watched the whole thing. What do you think of this revival? of your? But in case people don't know the format, what is the format, Kay? Okay, so um, Jimmy and Catherine host, and a couple will come on, and they have to rate their faces, their attractiveness, against, in different rounds, the general public, uh, other celebrities, people from their pasts, which is brilliant, because they bring out, like, ex-partners, you know, childhood friends, you know, they might have, like, you know, jealousy issues over, um, and then each other. So, all for money. Each time they get, they guess it right, they get money, and so, yeah. And what did you think of... Uh, so I guess the big change... Jimmy Carr used to host it with... Um, June Sampong. June Sampong, the legend. The legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the legend um, of T4 fame. And now it's Catherine Ryan. Does that make a difference? And have they modernised it in particularly? Or is so it- the, the format's exactly the same. The only real change is that June isn't doing it. And I have to say, I loved June and mm. Jimmy back in the day. They were brilliant together. And they bounced off each other yeah. so well. And I don't think that dynamic is the same with Catherine. I don't know if it's because it's the first episode and actually she's going to warm up. But I thought... Jimmy, you know, he's very suited to that kind of show, you know. He's yeah. very, like, his witty put-downs, dry as hell. She was... She wasn't even playing catch-up. I don't know. She, I don't feel she really delivered in that first episode. But again, I think oh. it's maybe it's just the first one. In terms of, like, you know, she wasn't, like, cracking as many jokes as him, but then you can't have them both, do you know, mm. doing it, mm. I suppose. Well, they, they both have the kind... Uh, their humour is very similar, so I think that's different. You kind of have to have two very diverse types of comedy, I think, for that to have the chemistry. But I think the I really liked it. But I think the major problem is is since that first series, we now have Take Me Out, and it doesn't have the charm of that kind oh. of. You think? Hold on. You think Take Me Out is more charming than Your Face I or Mine? I think Take Me Out for where you have real couples and a real love situation. I think Take Me Out. Is the benchmark? The benchmark. Of humor. I think it's. Let the doofus see the bint and all not, that. Do you not think? Do you not like taking no. out? 
Oh, really? see, I, I've never yeah. really liked it. Uh, oh, never liked I'm, it. Oh, yeah, I'm with Boydo. In the very I, first Suzu Take Me Out, I tweeted something quite negative about it, and um, Thingy, Paddy McGinnis, spotted it and tweeted oh, me back. Oh, well, oh, sorry, good, good on, you're off the touch list. Yeah. I know so many people. I'm going to say it again. On the ground, that watch Take Me Out. I think Take ground Me Out. Ground people. Oh, you think? Yeah, tell me. It's a, it's a, obviously, it's on its like eighth series. It's well, a huge yeah. hit. Yeah. Uh, but I think no. I th- I think your face on mine is. I th- I prefer the kind of smaller scale of this, oh, and it's less. Yeah, that's exactly what I like. I send all those like brain hordes of people and blokes and also oh. the money amount is so small yes. that's what I love about it it's exactly. not like oh thousands of pounds it's like yeah. right you have won 200 pounds which I think yeah. adds to the charm yeah, of cute. it they've kept it small they've kept it's not it's not it's not show off the I, I think I, I prefer well I like the serious jeopardy involved when you have to rate your current right. girlfriend yeah. against it's a great format against oh my god oh, the, girlfriend so it's like oh do I the say the awkward levels are yeah. off yeah. the hook yeah. and like they've planned it so well in terms of like getting ex-girlfriends I mean in the first episode in fact there's a so they're childhood sweethearts Harry and Charlotte and they bring on Harry's brother and get Charlotte to rate if he's better looking than his um, her husband and she Mas- and she totally says he yeah. is so it's like how many divorces must ensue yeah. from this That's is amazing t- you asked Jimmy didn't you whether people like cried due to tears and he said yeah. yes he said, he said <laughs> yeah people cry uh, people get divorced people argue you know if you if you presume when you're watching it that they're going to argue they do and I asked him like do you feel bad? Do you apologise? He's like, no. Mm. They know what they're getting into. Uh, yeah, I think this is a very clever move from Comedy Central because I think they're looking now for like formats on like, let's face it, cheap, mm. but they've got kind of star quality and that are just fun. And so they're, they're running this at 8 o'clock every week eight, in double bills. So it starts, in fact, tonight, Tuesday. So it's like every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. I think it's a good move from them. I think it's one of the better things on cult, our channel. This is going to be a cult Yeah, it's a cult, cult show, yeah. Like Take Me Out. <sighs> better than Take Me Out. No! That's star rating, star rating for your face or mine, Steph Seelan. Your your star rating built entirely around whether it's better or worse than take, than take me out. So how many stars do you give Take Me Out? Four and a half. So how many stars do you give your face or mine? Three. Okay. Four. Four for Take Me Out. Um, not take ah, me. yes. Now the truth comes out. You've confused me. I don't like Take Me Out. Uh, four for your face or mine. Yeah, I think it's four. Good, good, good revival from Comedy Central. And finally, we're running out of time. Um, you know, we've nearly hit it's three the, hours. We nearly hit the three-hour mark. <laughs> We've been um, here for one Kate, whole week. Yeah, Kate won't let us go over no. too long over an hour. Um, we've got in court, yeah, so we're fine. Um, uh, we have question time. Let me just say, we're hoping to put out, I interviewed Russell Tovey over lunch uh, last week. He uh, who of Angels in America. Exactly, which I reviewed last week. And we might put that as a special separate podcast. Look out for it in the in your feed, in your stream. See, that helps you subscribe. Subscribe and you'll get this, hopefully, this Russell Tovey chat. I did 25 minutes over lunch. And it was literally a lunch, so you can hear me talking to him, but you hear lunch going on in the background. I hope there's no chewing noises. It, maybe. Maybe not. There could be a new Boyd, feature. Yeah, me we hear talking new to people over lunch. Yeah, lunch with Boyd. That would be yeah, like a sub sub. Or indeed, sub Steph. Structure. Okay. If yeah, you if you have lunch with anyone, record it and we'll put it out as a celebrity, and you would like to have lunch with any yeah, of us, we'll we pay. are available. Yeah. We will pay. Kay's giving me the wrap up sign. Amazing. Wrap this up, she Boyd, really doesn't on, seem to be going on too long. So in question time, let's hear the jingle. Question time. You can tell we're tired because that went Just a bit get it, yeah, I was like, Which let's get through TV it. TV format would you bring back, Steph Seelan? Right. I'm going to say the, my favourite comedy thing that I really like to be brought back, which is Two Guys and a Girl. Which, oh. Right. Which is the That's your favourite comedy thing? I love Two Guys and a Girl. Okay. Voice. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, this was Ryan Reynolds' sitcom. Yes. Wonderful Ryan Reynolds. Also, sorry, Trailer Howard and Nathan Fillion. And it 
is hilarious if you go and get the box set because it's so funny and I absolutely loved it and I think that's one of those really underrated sitcoms that I, I just really love interesting good cool I definitely would never have predicted that in a gazillion years Kay what would you bring back I'm keeping it old school and I'm keeping it real supermarket sweep Oh. When you hear the beep, like it, think yeah. of the fun you could oh be having on. Supermarket sweep. Oh, yeah. I'd have Dale Winton on it still. Yeah, yeah. And the, inf- the inflatable toys. Do you remember when you used to watch it and you'd be yeah. like, oh my God, just grab the inflatables, you stupid woman. Yeah. And then go for the high value items like the alcohol, the nappies, and, you know, all that business, the electrical goods. It's kind of incredible they haven't brought that back, isn't it? Well, if anyone's. It's a cheap format. I'm sure the bigwigs yeah. are listening to this. I've gone for a format because rather than a. You know, I've, so I'm thinking of your face or mine, I thought, what format would I bring back? Like, what kind of quiz show game do you think? Do you ever, do you remember Call My Bluff? <gasps> yeah. Yes. Oh, Call My gosh. Bluff was lit two teams of like old duffers and there'd be a word that you don't know whether it's a real actual word or not. And you t- and, and the word would twist it. It was so oh, old yeah. school. And it, I loved it. It was absolutely brilliant. It was hosted by the first, they used to be about Robert Robinson, who's this legendary old dude. And it was so like kind of cheap and basic. It was classic like 70s, 80s TV. A word, don't know whether it's real, real word or not. And they all, they all have to bluff. It's great. I wish they'd bring it Good back. Shout. Well, do you know what else they should bring back? Sorry, just made me think of it. Whose line is it anyway? They should yes. so bring yeah, I think that they back. Did, didn't they? Yeah, but they could oh, bring that back. So yeah, well, we've run out of time, Kate. Particularly, Kate, we have run out of time because Kate doesn't let us run on too long. Quite rightly, because we're wittering on enough. She's got a banana treat. She's got a banana it. treat. Kate and Steph, you've been glorious as ever. Um, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back next Tuesday and listen out for the Russell Tovey special. Thanks, bye. Bye. bye.